welcome to Hello Action. We love having you here. Hello to all our listeners out there. We hope that you are enjoying the podcast as much as we are. And we are so excited for the month of February celebrating Black History Month. This is definitely a special edition episode. Today's topic is the tables before us. We want to celebrate our ancestors and really talk about the impact that they have made to make us, give us right now to become tables ourselves. I love, love, love this topic because last week we spoke about the journey to us becoming the table, right? Mm -hmm. And the roadblocks we just have to meet and how to overcome them. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think just like our ancestors did, right. Right. Where they had created their own tables. Some of them had to be the first. And I think that Mm -hmm. this is what we are going to absolutely embellish and speak on today. Yeah. So why are we celebrating or evaluating the tables before us? That's what we're talking about. We're like, it's important to know where you come from. There's a reason why we don't have that much access to our history before. There's a reason why there has been so many movements uh, on social media in our society right now. There's a reason why, you know, the woke generation has Mm -hmm. been going into the history that was before us and sort of like understanding that wait a second, we're not as weak as we're being told that we are. We're not, you know, we have power. And when you understand where you come from, the power that is off from the ancestors, the people that were before you, you feel like you're standing even stronger because of what they have done, right? That's it. I even just want to mention that, you know, in the beginning, um, within our video, we had mentioned that Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, oh, my goodness, you know, why are you guys putting Black Lives Matter? Don't all lives matter. Yeah, everybody matters. But everybody what matters, yeah. we are just even trying to say is that, you know what, I think um, from all lives matter, some mm-hmm. lives have not mattered that much. And mm-hmm, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it comes to Black lives. Yeah. And um, I just really wanted to highlight that in the video to mm-hmm. make sure that people know, yes we are talking about the tables before us. And even though they had given us so much opportunity and we're thankful for that because you know what? If there wasn't any of that going on, we probably wouldn't even be on this podcast. Right, right. Even talking to you, letting you know what's going on, letting you know how we feel. And I think that this is one of the most important things that we can do Mm -hmm. to just show everybody that, okay, you know what? The tables before us allowed us to get here. Yeah. So let's look at some of the roadblocks that our ancestors had to overcome. Let's do it. <laughs> overcome. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So I'm going to highlight the first point, which is, you know, overcoming heavy racial climate. Mm-hmm. And I think that this one is so important because, again, going back to the fact that we're on this podcast right now talking to each other, mm-hmm. even talking about these different topics mm-hmm. when you know, at, a, at such a crucial time during racism, Black people weren't even allowed to speak for themselves, mm-hmm. okay? No they weren't even allowed to introduce themselves. We weren't even allowed to have any of these things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. We weren't We weren't even able to do what we're doing right now, actually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we had a lot of, you know, years of slavery. There was a lot yeah. of racial tension. There was lynching there was you know what there was so much different things that we are not seeing today yeah and we just have to thank the tables before us for allowing us to have 
the freedom that we have today. Even if we, we still, still see that it's kind of limited towards the freedom of what we have, but mm -hmm. we have come a long way long compared way. to what was happening before. Mm -hmm. the, the heavy racial climate, like we, we sometimes have to look at what we're dealing with right now. Yes, we're in a we're in a different racial climate. We're dealing with racial issues. We're dealing with racism, discrimination, stereotypical things going on. We're dealing with it. But let's be really clear. We're not dealing with it to the level that our ancestors did. Yeah. Like for them to have to, you know, walk, march, go through lynching, go through so many different things, even going back from, you know, the state that we know of in history books before that during Abraham Lincoln time, even before mm -hmm. that, the, the cotton fields, the, you yeah. know, I, I remember reading like something about like how system systemic, like how intentional it was for, you know, that opposing race, the white race at that time to prevent the, the, the unity, the family unit from being cohesive mm -hmm. and how they broke down the appearance or, you know, what a man, is for a family, a black man is for a family. How they yeah. broke down that idea right in physically, yeah. right in front of the black woman's eyes yeah. to make her always feel like I will never be able to count on you and you will yeah. always leave me. And so yeah. these things were ingrained back then and to overcome that, to overcome where we can see healthy examples of our family, to overcome these things, the trauma, the physical, you know, the physical part of it, we are grateful. We're grateful for this platform to be able to speak, to say like this happened to me and not fear for my life in some yeah. places, because let's be real, these things still happen, okay? Yeah, they still happen. They're still so, well in alive. We're grateful. We're grateful for them overcoming. And although we're not going into the racial climate uh, 65 years ago, and it's not that long ago that we're, you know, uh, owning a slave was... No, it's <laughs> right? not that long ago. It's not that long ago. Like we need yeah. to be really, really, really aware that we're still dealing with a lot of these stuff, but we know that we're grateful that we are further, we're further ahead than we were back then, and we thank them for that. Let's mm -hmm. go through the first in line. When we talked about it in the beginning. They had to overcome the tables before us had to overcome being the first in line, meaning they were the first to have ever done it. They needed to be able to create the genesis, the beginning, because they had no cheat code. They had no cheat sheet. They had no, hey, this is what I did. So you can follow these 10 steps and get, there's no perfect order here, guys. Just say, there was no <laughs> perfect order. Nope. That was our episode two, guys. If you want to check yeah. that out, there was no perfect order that they could follow that will help them to get to the finish line faster. They were the first to do it. And so that was a lot of responsibility, a lot of weight on their shoulders. And a lot of like fumbling to figure it out, right? Okay. And I think, you know, what is crazy is that to be the first is like some people don't even believe you. Some people don't even give you that encouragement, right? So you see a lot of um, a lot of these civil rights leaders were doing everything by themselves. And thank God that they were able to kind of like, you know, promote in certain different ways. And I mean, promote by word of mouth. I'm not saying like, yeah, they were putting out ads or anything, anything like that, because again, there was no cheat code. There was no cheat sheet, right? They, they had to talk amongst each other and say like, you know what? I'm planning to make this rally today. Okay. We're planning to make this March today. We're planning to go vote, go and register to vote today. Like those were things that they were doing. They had to be the first to do it. Right. 
So we thank them for absolutely fighting for our rights, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fighting for our rights to vote, fighting for mm-hmm. our rights to, to be here, fighting for our rights to be black. Because we to know be of us right now, we're not getting up nowhere and marching in no freezing winter. Right? We already know that. We're not going Just imagine if, yeah. if our freedom depended on some of our personalities right. in this day and age. The su- Listen, <laughs> you see how lazy this society is today? I'm lazy. not saying lazy, lazy, but what I'm saying is like, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> if you know it's cold outside, you stay at home, girl. I'm telling yeah. you, if the heat is on, you're not going nowhere. So, well, we you know, have to like, really be thankful because if right. it was up to if slavery had to end with some of the things that, like some of the personalities and the people that we know, no, so we, I don't think we would survive. Right? <laughs> sorry to say so. Like, but you know, that just even goes on to the next point of being. Of that lack lack of uh, financial resources mm-hmm. and length, lack of general generational wealth. Excuse nah. me. I it's not there. It's not there. Mm-hmm. It's not there. There was nothing to come from. Mm-hmm. There was nothing passed on. There was everything that was taken away from them, mm-hmm. stripped from them. Mm-hmm. Whatever they had, it was nothing that they could own. Mm-hmm. Nothing belonged to them. And I think that this is so crazy because you see. Even for them to march, that some of them didn't even have money for the bus, right? To get onto the bus, none of yeah, like, the mental, get yeah, the mental uh, yeah. that you had to have that you knew that I had to find a way to get right. both. My feet had to get walk the bus. Hard to get there to stand up. Take a horse, yeah. take yeah. a horse, get a ride from somebody and walk Whatever miles and miles and miles, mm-hmm. right? Where Where is the money coming from? There's no money. Right, mm-hmm. so I think that this w- was something that is so crucial to everything that they do. You see the lack of the resources that we have today to be able to have money, and we, we don't do work nothing a job nine to five, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and especially that, like you said, we don't even do nothing with it sometimes, yeah. right? We spend yeah. it on foolishness. You see all of those things that we were able and lucky to have today to be able to have a job, thanks to them who marched mm-hmm. for us to right. say, you know what? Yes, I should also get equal pay. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, come on. The We're walking into rooms demanding things that we did not set up, demanding, right. you know, benefits that we have no idea how it got there. And it's important for us to know our history, know how we got to this place. Lack of resources, lack of financial, whatever it is. Again, it goes back to the first in line. You're the yes. first in line. You have no generational wealth. What is right. generational wealth? I mean, we're just figuring out what is generational wealth. Are. That was like probably four or five years ago. We need to be aware of these things because they prepared us so that we don't have to be worrying about just generational wealth mm-hmm. right now. So then we look back to our mothers and our mothers' mothers and our fathers and our fathers' yes. fathers. Did they learn the lesson from the tables before them? Because we are now, our, our generation is now trying to build generational wealth. So we yes. have not learned the lessons of the tables before mm-hmm. us. We're still lacking resources. We're still yeah. starting today as the first yeah. in line without any money, without any preface. Our culture mm-hmm. is one of the cultures who, we don't get $25,000 at our wedding to buy a house. No. no. Right? We don't get that set up. <laughs> not a lot of us. Yeah, there are some that do, but we want to really highlight that these are things that were highlighted before in the past, and we're not learning the lesson. Our mothers' mothers were, didn't learn the lesson. Our father, because we're still at the place where we are the first in line still, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. We should have a cheat code. We should have a, a you know a step-by-step of how to get things done. So that was a really good point. Moving on to they had to overcome they had to overcome the idea that whatever they would be investing in today, they will not 
they may not ever reap at all tomorrow. They had to understand that the walk that they were doing today, they may not even be free, but their children's children may be free. Yep. Whatever they were putting in the bank, whatever they were putting under their pillow in their walls today, they may not be able to use that. Their yeah. children's children's children. It's so sacrificial, the sacrifice yes. of investing the work, the time to do what it takes for freedom, for opportunities to create mm -hmm. the people that they themselves may not even be able to sit down on, sit down right there. Can you believe that? Can any one of us look in the mirror and say, I'm going to set up a business right now and I would not be able to take a vacation, but my yes. children's children will be able to. Can you say that? No, because <laughs> right, you want, 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 want. No, no, no. I need to reap yeah. right now. I want to reap exactly. for me. But they yes. had to understand that. Okay, okay, okay. Let's yeah. What I put in right now, I may not see it. I may not touch it. I may not know what it's like to 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 be able to drive a car. I may yeah. not know what it's like to be able to own my house. But yeah. my great great grandchildren will know what that's like, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And I think that it's even so important to mention too that even before a couple of days before Martin Luther King passed away, he had actually said something like that mm. just before getting assassinated. Really? Was that even even myself, maybe today I'm not gonna see. Mm -hmm. Maybe tomorrow I'm not gonna even be here to see what happens. And imagine, mm -hmm. couple, I think it was even the day before he passed away, if I'm not mistaken, mm. had said that I'm not even probably gonna see what happens tomorrow. But mm -hmm. I know that what I did now, there's gonna be more. Yeah. There's gonna be so much more for somebody else. And like, imagine saying those things just before you pass away. And mm -hmm. I, I even wanted to just mention because I had said this. In, I believe in our first episode mm -hmm. where I spoke about, you know, when you fulfill your purpose, mm -hmm. right? Fulfilling a purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when sometimes we kind of transition, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you're still here, you still have a purpose to fulfill. And it's yeah. really just that, like, you know, I think it's so important that we even just um, notice those things. And we also have to make sure that we go back to actually talking about lack of education. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that this is so, so important because the lack of education that it was back then, where you weren't able to go to school hmm. as a black person, they thought that if you were going to school, it's a threat to mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. What it is. They feel yes. powerless. Right. If you are educated. Right? It is. Because once Imagine. we're educated, we see what it's we like when you know your history. Exactly. We Imagine. know and we see and we feel what it's like. Because exactly. just imagine with Wakanda. Why Wakanda was so impactful is because mm -hmm. we sort of got a glimpse, although it was a fiction and it's not yeah, real. But it, it right? felt so real. But there were elements of it that was real. There were elements yes. of it that was from history. Yes. Yeah, there wasn't a country Wakanda, but a lot of the storylines and a lot of what happened, yes. it was real. It was. And so we saw that image, that picture, that depiction of Black power yes. in a way where it was great to be a Black woman. It was great to be a Black woman with no hair. It was great to yeah. be a Black woman and fierce. It was great to be a Black right. man, a Black girl, a Black boy. Yes. We saw those, those characters highlighted in such a beautiful way. It's strong. Power, confidence, intelligence. Yeah. I am that I am. You know, it's from yeah. that belonging, that feeling. And I, come on now, I am. I am a grown woman, but I walked out of there like beating like up and down, <laughs> like I could conquer. 
I was yeah. swinging imaginary swords up and down the place like warrior that you couldn't tell me I wasn't. You, know? you couldn't tell me I wasn't. I felt exactly. it. I am right. royalty. Yes. And, you, and when you know who you are, when you know who your ancestors are, when you know your history and mm -hmm. who you belong to, you start walking in alignment to in that. Alignment. And the lack yes. of education, the lack of being able to understand and read this that history and know where you come from was the first step in making sure that generations after generations didn't know how powerful they were. Amen. Strategic, Amen. strategic, strategic. Oh. <sighs> Lack of connections. Okay. I mean, do we even have connections right now, though? I don't know. Because becoming the table we talked about before, becoming the table, guys. Go if you didn't check that episode out. That was our episode three. Becoming the table talked about certain things that you need to deal with to actually be the table. And once you are that table, you present and provide opportunities to others. And when we talk about lack of connections, the tables before us didn't have nobody. They were the first in line. They had no money. They had no education. They definitely didn't have no resources because they didn't have nobody who did it before, who did it after, who did it mm -hmm. next who did nothing. So they didn't have a friend of a friend of a friend who knows a friend up where, up there, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been in university and I remember hearing kids talk about, I don't need to do well. I don't need to really, yeah. I just need to get my, because I, my father has a friend at, at this board and that board and I, I'm, I'm guaranteed a job. There, yeah. me, there I am in my corner studying like, you know, that bookworm, you know, I'm in my book studying because I don't have, I can't say that. I can't yeah. say that I got to get 60% on all my stuff and just pass right. because I already have a job waiting for me three years later. No. I don't have that connection. I don't have that. I have to work yeah. hard. And then when yes. I do work hard and I get that diploma, I still have to go and do the most to try to make sure that I'm seen. But what we're trying to say here is that they did not have that. But now that we do, now that we are here taking opportunities that were created for us, and we are now building a network. Oh, Anisha does this. Let me connect with her. Oh, Latoya mm -hmm. does this. Oh, let me connect. Because we yeah. have to start getting into those conversations, yeah. getting into those rooms to have those connections to be able to help others to come up. And we have to create those connections. We have to create them if we can't find them. And, you know, I think one other point about that is that, you know, even with somebody who's saying, oh, you know, in the next three years, I have that job because my dad has this. Like, mm -hmm. guess what? For somebody like us, okay, mm -hmm. even though we don't have that connection, it's even that when you do, you don't want to use that connection as, you know, take it for granted. You don't want to take that connection yeah. for granted, right? Because at any moment, and I, I'm saying it again for us. That connection can change, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you know what? There's always somebody that's out to, you know, looking for for something, right? And and I think that that's another thing that kind of keeps us back from, you know, really becoming the table because when it comes to connections, we are not able to connect, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And even when we do find connections, it doesn't actually lead us to where we we want it to go to mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. we actually have to find ways of creating it and sometimes it's us who actually create those connections yeah yeah so, and and everywhere we're looking we're seeing that the first in line the first the first the first they were yeah. the first the first the first and and right. we had such a huge responsibility such a huge burden it's such a mm -hmm. huge weight to make a change to make an impactful change that is will yeah. move from generation to generation wow what a burden but what 
one that they took up so wholeheartedly because they were people who said enough is enough. And we can't have our children going through, we can't have our children's children going through this. You know, so we just go right into the list of challenges that black leaders have faced and overcome because you know what? We have to be thankful of these challenges that were right here that they mm -hmm. had to endure to get mm -hmm. us to where we are today. And just by starting out with Annie Lee Cooper, mm -hmm. he had actually punched a, a, a sheriff in Salem, <laughs> in Salem Alabama mm -hmm. at the time. She mm -hmm. punched him right in the face because he had actually hit her in the neck with something. God. And she was jailed for 11 hours. Mm. But thankfully, after those 11 hours that she spent in jail, she kept working hard. And she actually mm -hmm. even been able to become a registered voter. Which was, so, which was powerful to be able mm -hmm. to be a part of change. To vote? To vote. Yeah. Fannie Lou Hamer fired from her job when she registered to vote. Fired from her job when she went fired in somebody else's business to vote. A met with civil rights to encourage African Americans to, re to register to vote. And I mean, in in our country right now, we we see what's going on, and we need to actually. We should probably do a. We definitely do like a talk about this because we really need to push to get our community to vote more, to be a yes. part of change, and to really oh. choose who is guiding us. Because as we see with yeah. COVID, it was so important to know who was in leadership. Right. And so sometimes when we read this stuff about, oh, they just got the right to vote. Do you realize how powerful it is that we're even in a country that allows democracy and that right. you can change who is leading us? You need to be able to take, you, to you know, advantage of that because advantage. your vote counts. Your vote counts. It counts. Yeah. It counts. One more vote can change something. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Just going on to Maya Angelou. She was silent for five years because That's she thought madness. she killed a man. Jesus. She, she thought she killed a man. But it was actually the man who had raped her. Uh -huh. It was actually her mother's boyfriend at the time. Her oh stepfather. You know? Mm -hmm. And after this, she became mm -hmm. a world famous poet. She became a pioneer of civil rights. Mm -hmm. She became one of the most famous women today. An actor. Mm -hmm. she, mm -hmm. she has done so much. And it's just unbelievable to see how especially even in that time where you're being silenced mm -hmm. for being raped. Because again, even just going back to our last episode where we said something, mm -hmm. I believe it was gaslighting, right? Yeah. yeah, say, yeah, oh, yeah. How could that have happened? How could mm -hmm. this, you know, that, that didn't happen to you. Are you sure? Not my mm -hmm. husband. My husband didn't rape you. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Right? Am I yeah. Out there, mom, <laughs> you know, you have daughters, you have children that are around dads, you have daughters and children that are around people that you're not sure, like really listen yeah. to your kids, listen to your kids and make sure that they're protected. You know, the silent for five years is, that is crazy. And just to know how beautiful her voice is when she reads the really? poems, you know, you really you see how feel. to, yeah, how that pain and that trauma really birthed something beautiful. And we're also grateful for our impact. Emmett Till, he had a speech impairment after having polio. His death, though, sparked the civil rights movement. Mammy Till used her voice to speak up for her son after his tragic death, and it, that created a national movement. And I think a movie is coming out about that. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, it did. It's actually called The Women of the Movement, and yeah. I have watched everything. And it's so crazy to see how this, how his death changed the world because I wish I could have actually put his face, but I didn't want to 
you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had seen his face, he was a 14 year old little, he was a little boy mm-hmm. who they claimed had whistled at a young, at a white lady at the time. Mm-hmm. And her husband and the brother of uh, her husband or something like this had actually ended up killing him, mm-hmm. killing this 14 year old boy for saying that they whistled. But Mammy Till had taught her son to whistle when he has like a speech, uh, um, like a speech impairment moment. Mm -hmm. So when he is speaking and he's stuttering, she told him to whistle when he has that moment. And imagine this is what ended up happening to him. Um, It's it's crazy. Mm. Ruby Bridges, she desegregated the white, the all white William Friends Elementary School in Louisiana. She was actually mm-hmm. the first black little kid at that. And she's still alive, by the way, isn't she? Yes, not? I think so. <laughs> That's she's madness that she's still alive. Can you imagine? Wow. And you see, that just goes to show how far, how far you may think we've come, right? But we haven't actually even gone anywhere. I don't even remember how, what year it was, but it wasn't even like a hundred years ago. Come on, she's like not. I don't even believe that she's in her seventies yet, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? Um, Claudette Colvin, she refused to give up her seat to a white woman nine months. Wow, before Rosa Parks. I wonder why we never really heard about this woman. This is what I wanted to know. That's kind of like hurtful. Uh, We honor you, Claudette, and we acknowledge your impact today. I had to mention her. I had to mention her because when I was looking it up and I seen Claudette Colvin, she actually didn't give her seat up to a white lady before Rosa Parks. I was like... But how come she's not mentioned? No way. I have to give her her credit where the credit is due because, come on, even just being able to spark a change, and I'm not too sure if maybe because, you know, at that time, Rosa Parks had, you know, a lot of connections with, like, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King at the time. Maybe that's where she had became such a global aspect. And she did really still, you know, change and evoke that change, right? But I wanted us to mention that, you know, Claudia Colvin had actually also had done this Nine months before her, right? Still give both of them their credit. <laughs> we thank you and, guys. <laughs> yes. And for the last one, Frederick Douglass, he actually taught himself how to read and write. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> again, going back to the lack of education and the power that we weren't able to possess because they felt like, you know what? We're going to be a threat to them if we know, if we know how to speak, if we know how to read, if we know how to... um you know, express ourselves properly, if we know how to fight for ourselves. And it's just so crazy that he was not allowed to read and write because again, like I said, you know, that power, that threat to society, that threat to plantation owners at the time. But he actually even became the first American nominated, first African-American, excuse me, nominated to be the vice president of the United States. Wow. So come what? on, guys. That is massive. Again. We're, we're not even up to date with our history. Like, you're teaching right? me. Thanks for all of these great points, by the way. You're Thank definitely you. teaching me. And when we, it was amazing to go through that and really bring up people that we really don't hear a lot when we, you know, when Black History Month comes yes. around, or history period. Uh, but every every impact, every raised fist, every yes. time you raise your voice to stand up mm-hmm. for someone who is being discriminated against, uh, yes. you definitely honor them. Uh, so, our whole point with the tables before us is really understanding 
that we stand on the shoulders of strong ancestors and we are powerful and we are deserving of every space we occupy right now. Mm -hmm. Do not be scared. Do not be afraid to stand firm in any room because you deserve to be there. Go in Mm -hmm. and take a hold of what is yours. You have a right to occupy that space. No more, no more lack of confidence. No more like, should I be here? And I'm talking to myself, by the way. Because we always feel like we don't, like, why am I here? Like, I'm in a room with all these intelligent people. Do I belong here? I'm in a room in a boardroom with a whole set of white women. Second guessing our words. Yeah, we belong here, just like the next person. And anytime we see discrimination for whoever it is, a white person, a Hispanic person, any person Mm -hmm. who is standing, who is facing discrimination, hate, racism, we too have to stand up. Okay, Mm -hmm. the tables before us did, and we too have to make a change in the type of world that we are a part of. Amen. The tables before us even allowed us to be able to create this podcast and share these beautiful moments with you guys, share this education, share this knowledge that we can. And like like she said, like Latoya said, is to stand up when something is wrong. Stand Mm -hmm. up, you know, because we need to do that for each other. Mm-hmm. That's that is what our freedom was able to have given us was yeah. to stand up for each other when something is not right and when something doesn't feel good. So important. So important. So exactly. as you got a little history about the tables before us, the ones that created opportunities, we have a cool video coming up for you with more of our black history uh, yeah. and that you feel powerful. But remember, if they they have done it, we can do it. So as you are becoming the table, as you are becoming the table, don't yes. forget to provide those opportunities for those around you and make a way, make up a, a clear path for generations yeah. to generations to come. And we're talking to ourselves. So take a look at our video and stay, stay active to take a close look at the reflection and we will see you in our next episode. Bye.